Hello and welcome to, wait, is this my kink now? The spicy comedic podcast that brings four friends together every week to explore the sexiest, kinkiest, and strangest erotica and romance out there. Join us as Annie, our storyteller, shares her latest kinky discoveries. We aim to be an inclusive and not judgmental podcast. As four ladies with various identities, we respect everyone's personal preferences and strive to create a safe space for all listeners to explore female-centric sexuality in a fictional setting. However, we do want to acknowledge that while the subject matter we cover is fictional, it may be uncomfortable or triggering for some listeners. Our podcast is for 18 and over listeners only. (laughs) Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Wait, Is This My Kink Now? As always, I'm the lovely Lana, and I'm joined today by the charismatic Kay, the sensual Scarlet, and our amazing storyteller extraordinaire, Annie. Um, so I think we're going to try something a little bit different this, this time. So instead of just randomly babbling, we're going to try and answer a question and see if that works a little bit better. Uh, so, um, Scarlett, do you want to tell us what's the spiciest thing that's happened to you this week? Yeah, absolutely. So for our listeners context, um, the four of us live in multiple different places. So this podcast serves as both podcasting time and life catch up time, which is why Annie's poor wife has to do like a lot of editing. <laughs> so this is an attempt so much editing this is an attempt to like mitigate some of our later ramblings i had like a really boring week but one exciting thing that did happen to me was that i went to a live sports event and enjoyed it which is the first time in my entire (laughs) life that that has happened so exciting stuff it's exciting it was curling and i was mostly excited because the new zealand team all had great mustaches but i was still invested it, it counts, honestly. And there was a beer tent. So it was great. It was so good that I got tickets to the championship this upcoming weekend. I am like volunteering to go back to another live sports game. I so. love that. We should watch it this weekend on TV and see if I can catch you and your boyfriend. Amazing. I went to the Briar once. And by went to the Briar, I mean, I've gone to the Briar Patch, which is the beer garden uh, attached to the Briar. Yeah, I love that. And it was amazing. My whole family was there. <laughs> we ran into my coworkers. I introduced yep. them. I was like, this is my uncle and my grandpa and nine of my boy cousins <laughs> and my dad and my brother. <laughs> it was also my birthday. <laughs> yeah, it was my whole family. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm trying to think if I have been to a sporting event that I've enjoyed being at. Didn't you go oh, to Wimbledon? Tennis. I, I I went to multiple cities specifically to see tennis. Never mind, I've done that. Well, I didn't. We went to London at the exact time Wimbledon was happening for the purposes of going to Wimbledon. But then we didn't win the lottery. So we had to stand in line from like 5 a.m. to just like hope that we would get tickets. And that's only tickets to the grounds. And then you have to line up at the specific like um, courts to try and get in and see somebody. And these are just the smaller courts. Like we can't even go to the bigger court. So I was like, that doesn't sound great. So I was like, I'm going to sleep in and then I'm going to meet my girlfriend for cocktails later. Oh, no. And my sister got up super early and went by herself to Wimbledon because I'm a bad sister. I was going to say, you did have... No, Nadal! Nadal! You had a whole 
era of your life where you loved Roger Federer, didn't you? No, it wasn't Federer. It was a Nadal. Oh, Nadal. Of course. Raphael Nadal. Yeah, he has this little thing and he's so sweet. But yeah, he's really gross on the court, but I love him. Yeah. So apparently I love sports. I forgot. Yeah. Uh, Well, you love tennis specifically based on the player's ass because it's a rich player sport, like a rich person's sport. (laughs) We're a very athletic group here. Well, Kay kind of is actually. I was going to call you out that, you know, curling isn't the only sport that you enjoy because... Sorry about that. (laughs) That was a cat cameo. (laughs) Because you did happen to share a video of Tessa and Tessa Virtue (gasps) the other day. Oh my god! Love figure skating. Tessa Virtue and Scott Moore. I love ice dancing. I do love ice dancing. That's ice dancing is universally beloved in Canada, at least. Oh my god! It's so it's the best. But I have never gone to see that live. Like I love it, but not enough to buy tickets for it. My mom took me when I was really young because I really liked Jeffrey Buttle before he came out um, <laughs> and Elvis Stoico. Oh my God, Elvis Stoico. They did like a Stars on Ice thing. And oh, I love Avery that. Did a- He's perfect. All right. Are we ready then to get into the book this week? Yes. Now, I think I gave a couple hints this time. I said that. Uh, no, you gave no hints whatsoever. <laughs> you just you just said that you hey, really liked it. it. You just said that I I am the child that would snoop for presents. So when you're like, I'll give you a hint, I get really excited. And then you do not give hints. There's so. been so much build up. Your hint of you really like it doesn't work because you really like every single book. Like there has never been one that you've been like, I didn't really Everything. like this one. Like, I really like this. <laughs> That's true. I love every book. Except actually there has the pony oh, play. Yeah. Although I did devour that book in like 12 hours. So. Um, What I actually said about this one is that this is the first time that I'm a little bit like, I don't know how you guys are going to enjoy it. Like, I don't don't know. I'm unsure because this is like going outside for me, which (gasps) you guys are going to be like, that's it's nothing. But for me, I was like, ooh, I'm stepping outside of like societal norms. Oh, I'm really excited. I was literally talking to. Shout out to Diego, who I forced to listen to this podcast tonight about how I'm pretty much excited to hear about literally everything except feet, as mentioned in Stealing Cinderella, and anything like poop related. Not into that. But otherwise... I don't think I could read that. Okay, great. Good. Although otherwise, that, I'm, all I'm here. sure there are many books with that in there because it comes yeah, to a lot. Yeah, yeah. a lot of people are into that shit. Exactly, which is why I added a disclaimer. But I think there's a difference between being like, oh, this is so gross, I can't even hear about it, and being like, oh, this is not my kink, but I'm excited to hear about it. And I feel like this podcast thrives in that space. Okay, yeah, I think it'll be more like that. And maybe it is your guys' kink. I don't know. I'm excited. Okay, so I am going to go back to my roots and read the title and the first bit of the book. Ooh, we get the title! You get the title. So this definitely isn't a, I was going out for sushi and then I got kidnapped by aliens scenario. Okay. No, but I did read the title for that one. Yeah, we were really good at guessing that episode. Yeah, you guys really got <laughs> it spot on. Actually, you guys have been pretty much spot on since, I don't know, for a few weeks now. So I don't know that you will be with this one, though. Okay, okay. Well, part of it. You'll get part of it. Okay, the book is called Highest Bitter. Oh, color me intrigued. By Ooh. Sarah Kate. 
Now, would you guys like the first part of the prologue or the first part of chapter one? Whichever you think is more, paints a better picture of the book as a whole. Uh, Okay, we'll do chapter one, but then I'll have to explain the prologue because it's very important. Chapter one, Daisy. The pretty blonde with the big eyelashes, I call, dropping my drink tray on the bar and catching Gio's attention as he pours a pint of beer. His eyes squint as he surveys the crowd of people near the stage. You think so? He replies with a laugh. Yes, I do. I figured him out. He never bids on the first girls. And he's had a thing for blondes over 30 lately, I said with confidence, loading martinis onto my drink tray. That's what you get. (gasps) I'm so excited. My God, is it like a human auction at like a rich person casino i love that she's over 30 that makes me feel really good thank you annie uh the person she was talking about is over 30 but how old is he yeah uh it's too bad this is a purely audio format because lana really wears her heart on her face yeah we got some good facial expressions maybe one day when we have a patreon when we have enough listeners to justify that we'll like post some behind the scenes footage (laughs) yeah maybe i'll put more of an effort yeah we can leave we can leave lana unblurred (laughs) just so you can see the entire podcast as narrated by her face okay and i think the main chick is like a poor waitress but one of the rich dudes who comes there to bid on the women will bid on her that's my guess Mm -hmm. good guess my guess is that I guess we need to like figure out whether this is like indentured slavery or if this is like willful slavery, like sex slavery. I feel like Annie has has ventured into Dubcom before, though, and and doesn't dislike that. And she said this was like outside her her realm, I guess. Is it non-con or have we gone full non-con? <laughs> so, we, so it can't be human trafficking because I'm too into that. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I think it's willing women and they all like waitress and you bid on the waitresses kind of like um old playboy bunny playboy mansion style i'm also gonna go with like i'll i'll keep it with all of this but it reminds me a lot of what the plot that both scarlet and Kay have described reminds me of burlesque the amazing movie um (laughs) with christina aguilera in it starring sherry christina aguilera (laughs) yes um so i like to believe that that is what we're about to uh get to and it's going to be like they're bidding on like dancers that also perform sexual acts but the main character will be the um the waitress who really just wants to like go up on stage and dance but she hasn't been like given the okay by by the madam yet um but the the really rich guy is gonna like see something in her and be like her sponsor and yeah that's and i'm sure like you know they'll have sex and stuff these are great guesses but i'm gonna demand a little bit more um can you tell me more about the main character man like the male main character maybe what their relationship is that kind of thing okay well he's obviously purchasing people or purchasing favors Wait, like are they related by the rich man is that not good enough are you are you looking for like (laughs) is he your like uncle okay is he like super old okay (gasps) the oh no is this like daddy little girl no dig 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 wait what daddy little girl Super, super age gap. All right, I will send the good reads. So you guys were, 
you guys were all pretty close. So it <gasps> is like a waitress. Whoa, and of course, there hot. is like a little auction situation, although it's fun. It's like a fun auction at a sex club. And he is a filthy rich older gentleman. <laughs> he looks old. Oh my God. What are you talking about? He's a silver fox. Okay. I was picturing, I was initially horrified because I was picturing her as younger as opposed to him as older. But now that I see the cover, I'm like, oh, I'm all in. All right. Sounds great. Okay. Is she like did... 19? Yeah, that's, that is true. She's, She's an 18, though, right? Oh, I don't like it. She is a legal <laughs> okay. adult. Perfect. 21. American standards or Canadian standards? American standards. <laughs> 21. Okay. Okay. Who wants to read? Who wants to read the description? I'll give it a go. Um, so this is actually book number five in this series. That's interesting. Salacious Players Club, number five, highest bidder. He's not just rich, he's filthy rich. When I started working at Salacious Players Club, I never expected to end up on the auction block ready to grant a date to the highest bidder. This club is not really my scene. I'm not the kind of girl rich guys take home. I'm more of a piano playing, van living, free spirited kind of girl. So when Ronan Cade, the richest man at the club, puts down a hundred grand for my time, how can I tell him no? But he's too old, too rich, too cocky. And oh yeah, he once dated my mother, except he doesn't know that. He has no idea who I am. One date turns into a trip to Paris, an offer to live with him in his penthouse, then a promise to take care of me. Before I know it, I'm calling this silver fox my daddy. (laughs) Ronan Cade only bid on one date, but I think he's winning much more than that. Can we overcome the years between us to find happiness? And will he find it in him to forgive me that he learns the secret I've been keeping? She's not his daughter, is she? No, that would be gross. The secret is that her mom dated him, right? Like, so that's the secret? Yeah, but what if... It's like but a like, Mamma Mia story. Mom is single mom and she doesn't know who her dad is. Oh, God. That's like the big thing where she's like, this, I am so The plot of this dad. is very oh, similar no. to the plot of Burlesque. Like, I feel like, wasn't there an older guy in Burlesque as well who, who wanted to, like, <laughs> be her? How have you only seen this movie once? It's a fantastic film. I've only seen that movie once. It's so good. I don't understand. I made Scarlett. It's terrible. It's truly terrible. <laughs> I made Scarlett watch it uh, when she was super drunk over at my parents' house once. We also had chicken nuggets. Oh, my God. I was so drunk. That was the night we went out to the club and I was like, my coworker recommended this fun club and my coworker was a person of color and it was a club filled with only people of color and us. And I was like, I don't think this space is for us. But anyways, we got really excited <laughs> about clubbing and then like colonized a club and then left, watched burlesque and ate chicken nuggets and I fell asleep watching burlesque. It was the best. I mean, it sounds great. Shall I get into the plot of Highest Bitter? Honestly, this sounds great. I will say, I didn't realize until this moment that it was the fifth. For some reason, I thought it was the first, but now I'm reading what the other four books are about, and it kind of makes sense. But let me tell you, this stands alone. Like, I never would have known this wasn't the first. I have to say, if you scroll down on that Goodreads, there's readers also enjoyed, and they're just the same model as the cover. (laughs) Take my daddy, I'll take yours by Jenica Snow. Maybe that's what he does. <laughs> yeah, he's just like a buff older man. Well, that's exactly. There was, um, what was it? There, there was a guy on, what dating show was it? 
uh, I think I can't remember what it was, but he was on some show, like an MTV reality show. It was Flor Floribama, Florida Bama, yeah, something like that. And he was a cover model for romance books. That's all. Oh he my did. god, such a cool Love job. That. I mean, there's a market. This for guy it, has for sure. really intense eyebrows, and I am like, he does remind me of Santa. I am not enjoying him as right now, but we'll see. We'll see if the book changes my mind. I want to know. I want to know what Santa you're going to see because mine did not look mm, like sexy this. Santa. <laughs> Bet we got our Santa story. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, just a few months too late. Okay, so yeah, so you guys have it. So the two main characters of this book is Daisy, who is a 21-year-old. Uh, and then there is Ronan Kane, who is a billionaire for business and uh he General is things. 56 so there's a 35 year age gap so it's quite an age gap this is an how, age how, gap sorry romance. how many 31 35 years none of us are 35 <laughs> put Correct. that into perspective yeah quite an age gap i like joke all the time that if i was attractive and of that inclination i would 100 percent be a sugar baby and quit my serious person job so go daisy yeah all for yeah. i just can't i don't yeah i've just it, it's it was hard because i liked him as a character but then i just kept remembering that he was quite old and it turns out that i i find him a bit old i just like when it comes to these sorts of relationships, and I'm sure it will be different in this book because, like, you know, it's, it's fiction. But I just always think I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, what at what point does a 21 year old and a 56 year old, where do their interests like combine? Like, I just don't understand, like, what they could possibly like have in common or like what they're they're talking about it. I guess there's not much talking, but I don't know. I don't want to shame people in these relationships, but that's always been my my issue. And the older I get, the more I'm like, I really don't understand. I don't know what I would talk to a 21-year-old about. I, I do think it's generally like younger people who are like, I'm mature for my age, and older people who are like still trying to like be younger like i feel like they're all they're both trying to meet in their 30s or something not necessarily in this book but in just a lot of relationships okay so the prologue of this book is eight years before the events of the book and oh, no. uh it is... she's six. <laughs> oh. no oh. she is 13 i think oh or nine years nine years before the events of the book so she's 12 12 not better yeah worse but she's uh she's not in the prologue don't worry uh okay so uh ronan kane is getting broken up with by his uh girlfriend shannon and so shannon is from indiana and she came to where he lives which is like a california city called briar point uh i think it's a made-up city i've never heard of it um and uh so she came for like two weeks because she's like a real estate agent or something to do some sort of deal i don't know why an indiana real estate agent would be doing a deal in some random california city but whatever uh so they just like happened to meet and 
they like fall super in love with each other really quick. So she ends up spending six weeks there instead of two. And it's the end of the six weeks. And she's decided that she like needs to go home because she has a daughter that she really cares about and is in Indiana, hasn't seen her for six weeks. And she's like, this has been a magical fairy tale, but I need to go home to my daughter. And he's like, well, why don't you bring your daughter here? Then we can all be happily because I haven't been in love like this for ages. And she's like, no, like you're a billionaire. Like, I don't want to uproot her. I want her to live a normal life. So she basically chooses her daughter over him. And uh, he like is really heartbroken. And he says, like, can I set you up for life, basically? And she's like, no. I don't want your money. I love you for free, she says. And yeah, I'd be um, like, absolutely. Yeah. And well, then he's like, well, how about your daughter then? And so he um, sets up a trust for her daughter for a million dollars. Oh my God. Is the main character the daughter? Yes, yes. absolutely. Yeah. A hundred percent. Ew, ew, God. <laughs> wait and is this the is the mom the person who who yes that's her oh wow that's her mom that makes sense yeah so this is the prologue so shannon has left ronan cade he's heartbroken he's left a like bank account or whatever for daisy uh shannon's daughter for a million dollars so Now we fast forward nine years to the beginning of the book, which is what I read you. So Daisy is now living in Briar Point and she is a waitress at a sex club called Salacious. Ooh, that's a good word. How did she end up here? All will be revealed, my Mm. friend. So uh, she like is making bets with her so her best friend is this is the bartender named geo and she's making bets with him about who the richest man that comes to this club ronan kane will bid on and the and they're like weekly fun auction so because it's like a sex club every week like lady members can get up on stage and then they'll be bid on for like an hour of their time and like sex is kind of insinuated and like happens but like isn't necessarily like part of it it's like a date a one hour date but there's always sex it's a sex club Mm, it's a sex club yeah yeah everybody knows what they're getting into so they are trying to make a bet on who he's going to choose and she says i'm a hundred percent he is going to choose this 30 year old blonde girl and geo's like well why don't we make it interesting like let's bet on it for real And so he makes a bet with her. So if she wins, then they will go to, she gets to choose the next bar that they go to. So the next night they go, they go on like a bar, they go to a bar every Friday or Saturday or something after work. And so she gets to choose to go to the like piano bar that she's like obsessed with that he thinks is like a terrible time. It's like dueling piano club. I mean, that sounds so So fun. So much fun. Aussie rules. It's so it much seems fun. fun yeah. A lot of bachelorette parties, though. Like, be prepared. There's oh, all God, bachelorette I parties. I don't, I don't, I don't know if they exist anymore. There used to There's be one, one in, in Calgary. 
I think I don't know if it's, it exists anymore though, does it? It was it's there closed. two years ago, but it could have maybe I don't know. Pandemic. No one knows. Oh, it might be closed on Wednesdays and Thursdays. COVID broke us all. Oh, you're looking it up. Oh, okay. Yeah. It still does exist. It's only um, open I've just I've never been. I've never thought to go. Um. Anyway, so that is her side, and so she's like, "Okay, well, what do you get if you win?" And he says, "If I win, you have to get up on that stage." <gasps> then this isn't an equal bet. This is not a fair. That's bet. a very unfair bet. That's the bet they decide on it, but she's so confident that because she, she has never lost, they always bet on this every week, and she's never lost. So she's like, "Okay, Geo, sounds good." So then Ronan Kane comes in. And she's like kind of she's she's looking at him a lot and like um, but she's like, yes, he's handsome, but he's too old. Like everybody's swooning over him all the time, but I'm not into older guys. And the reason that she's there at all is because so her mother passed away when she was 17 or 18 years old. She died of breast cancer. Oh, that's so sad. Okay. This is really sad. However, <laughs> I'm so happy that the mom is because that was my whole thought the entire time was like, how is that this would have going to be justified the for to sure. the mother? And I okay, all right, that makes okay. I feel like I can move ahead with this story <laughs> now. Yeah, she's dead, and upon like figuring out all of the things with like her trust and stuff, you know, all of her, um, you know, with the will, all of the things, uh. Like, she discovered this, like, account under her name, so under Daisy's name, for a million dollars that was, like, set up by somebody named Ronan Cade. And so she's like, who is this person? It was set up nine years ago, so she kind of has the time frame. But she's like, I have no idea. I've never heard of this person. So basically, she doesn't feel like she can use any of the money until she kind of gets to the bottom of like who he is like she wants to find out about him she wants to find out how he knew the mother what would make him set up that account and she doesn't want to use any of the money until she understands like the reason like was it shut up money was Mm. it money from love is he like related to her like he she doesn't know so that's kind of her reason so she has now moved to briar point with the whole point of like learning about ronin kate basically so that's kind of what she's up to. So she, but she like can't help but notice him, of course. She's a lot better than I am. I would have used all that money and not had any inclination to think twice. I would have been curious, but I think I would have stuck to like internet stalking. Yeah. Yeah. So she's like serving him his drink and in his like, because it's of course a duo. Um, uh, what's the word that I'm trying to get to? Duo chrome. Duo, duo lingo. Duo perspective. Oh, were my suggestions not helpful? Sorry, Annie. <laughs> uh, it was, yeah, it's a duo perspective book. So in his brain, he's saying, like, he's just not feeling it tonight because I believe it is the anniversary of a really traumatic event in his life, which he doesn't really get into right now. But I can tell you guys that, like, 28 years ago or something like that, his wife and like four-year-old son both died in like a car accident. I'm immediately invested in this man. He seems poor Ronan, full of emotions, mm-hmm. and yet he wants to date a 21-year-old. So you know, there's that. 
Lana, I am all He's emotionally <laughs> stunted by his trauma. He's full of emotion and money. So he mostly <laughs> feels like he's gotten past it. He fe- he thinks. But basically, he's like a really like he's a person who falls really deeply in love really quickly. And like he is like really motivated by love. And he's felt over the like he had his wife and then he lost her. And then he didn't fall in love again for years and years. And then he fell in love with Shannon and she went away and that broke his heart. And now he's like, he wanted to get trying to fall in love, but he kept finding that every person that he would get close to and he would open up to would eventually show him that they were just in it for like the money and that sort of, and the connections and those things and weren't actually like falling in love with him as a person. And so he's kind of like jaded and like kept up because all he wants is like, a meaningful relationship but he feels like jaded by love so now what he does is he tries to like block out that pain with his work like making more money and um having sex with random women and stuff at this sex club so that's kind of what he's doing sounds great that's kind of his thing yeah so he's like decided that he's he just wanted he wanted to go to the club to get his head out of it but he's not going to bid on any ladies tonight he doesn't want that so he's just there at the club kind of watching the auction and this 30 year old 30 something year old blonde goes up and people are bidding on her and he's not bidding at all and so uh daisy gets stressed and like goes up and is kind of talking to him like cuz she just gave him his drink and stuff and is like aren't you going to bid on her she Kind of seems like your type and he like turns around and he's like what exactly do you think my type is and like they have like a little bit of like banter and it's like pretty cute. oh i love yeah. it and so he's he like after uh he doesn't bid on the girl and like she gets bit off to somebody else you can tell that like daisy is like mortified and she like walks away like she's going to her death and he's like what the fuck is happening here that's weird <laughs> So um, uh, she goes and talks to Gio and Gio's like, get up there, girl. So he like tells the person who's running the auction and they're like, oh, Daisy. I don't remember what her last name is uh, like from the Midwest. Like it's yeah, like you're next a surprise extra lady, one of our waitresses and people are all excited and uh but you can like tell that like or Ronan can tell that she like doesn't want to be up there and so he goes to talk to Gio and is like what is happening and he's like oh I made a bet with her that you would you know bet on that woman and you didn't and so this is her end of the bet and so he feels really guilty about that so he's like well I'm just gonna bet on her then because at least then I got her into this mess and I don't plan on like making her have sex or like you know or any not that I don't think she'd be made to have sex but like any pressure to actually go on this one hour long date or whatever so he ends up buying her for a hundred thousand dollars holy shit I would feel pretty pressured to have sex yeah people have money at this place yeah holy shit but he's the richest one there right he is the richest one there he's the billionaire She's all shook and like kind of goes up to him and is like, oh, like, why'd you do that? And he was like, I just hope you have a good night. And like, that's kind of where it is. Uh, yeah. So he doesn't take her up on the date. And then it kind of fast forwards to after the like after her shift, she is back in bed and she is freezing 
because she lives that hashtag van life. So she's just like parked her van in a random parking lot in like this in like Briar Park, which is like, I guess, the main city park in this city. And she's too scared to turn on her like um, heater overnight because um, she thinks it smells like burnt hair and is scared of it burning down her van. So she just kind of like bundles under a ton of covers and kind of like is cold when it's cold out. So she's like a little bit miserable, but she's okay. And then she has like a little jokey text conversation with uh, Gio, her friend, about like, he's like, how are you so lucky that you lost a bet and then won a date with a billionaire? And she's like, he won't talk to me ever again, blah, blah, blah. And yeah, and she's talking like, and she's like ruminating on the fact that she is there to get to know Ronan and like maybe she should have taken him up on that day like maybe that would have been a good opportunity to do that you wouldn't be cold in your van yeah wouldn't be cold in your van so then uh and she lies to Gio and says that she's in a safe place but like Briar Park probably isn't like a very safe place for her to be parking her van then it goes to Ronan and Ronan is having a really hard time sleeping because he like is feeling all sorts of ways about what day it is but then also feeling weird because of like he has this intrigue about daisy like his her face up on that stage being all embarrassed and him betting on her and all that stuff like he's kind of can't get her out of his head and he like just can't sleep so he does what he always does when he can't sleep which is like he goes on a walk so it's like 2 a.m but he like leaves his building he lives in an apartment and um uh goes on a walk like around the neighborhood and he stops in at this gas station because he like is like you know a great community member and this like lady who owns the gas station like her husband died a couple years ago or something so he always goes in and makes sure that she's okay he's got to support the local gas station yeah you gotta um, he was like born and raised in Briar Point and like was raised like not as wealthy. And so he's like all about reinvesting in the community and blah blah blah. He's like the best man in Briar Point and the richest. Does he not know so he didn't know Daisy's name? He sent up a trust for her. He but never he met know. her. He knew that her name was Daisy, but he doesn't know that that's Shannon's daughter. Like he didn't oh, either okay. didn't connect or didn't remember. Or, like, she only mentioned her name a couple times or that kind of thing. Well, and, like, why? what would the the probability of Daisy, who lives on the other side of the country, be in his area, I guess? Yeah, right? exactly. I don't know. This guy sounds fucking great. Supports local businesses. He has no thought at all about it being this woman that he was with six weeks ago, nine years ago, his daughter. He goes to this gas station and is talking to the lady, Sherry, and then who comes in but Miss Daisy. And he's like what are you doing in this random gas station at 2 a.m and like he doesn't know why but he's like immediately like very concerned for her like very like to be fair it's not like she's making great choices yeah 100 percent. so she's like i just come in here because sherry get lets me have like my hot water for free for my tea so she's like it's none of your business and then she leaves and he just sees her like walking by herself out into the dark and he's like what so he like runs after her and he's like i don't know why i have all these feelings like is what he's saying in his brain like but like he could not have stopped his feet if he wanted to at that point and so he's like calling after her and she's like what are you doing like leave me alone like i'm an adult i'm fine and he's like, you are not fine. And so then she <laughs> tries to get past him to like go into the van and he like loses it. That she's just like living in this van that's parked in this like not safe place. And he's like, no, you are coming back to uh, 
like you're going to come sleep in my apartment tonight. Question. Yeah. Is it is it like a one of those like van life fans or is it just like a van? Yeah, this was also my question. Is she like purposefully like a country trotting, blogging van person or is she mm-hmm. born living in a van? So a bit of both, I think. Okay. I think she's like... It's like she hasn't like spent thousands of dollars on like the van remodel to make it the best perfect van Mm. like the people on the YouTubes. But like she has like a full bed set up there and like all of her stuff, you know, like she's made it. She's living out of her van for sure. But like it's not like a it doesn't seem to be like a cute kitschy like van. She doesn't have like one of those like expensive Mercedes Benz vans. That have yeah, no, windows. She's so. got. You know, I mean, she might. She's converted her, and she hasn't like chosen to live. Like, well, she has a like, little bit. She could get a cheap apartment because okay. she has decided to, um, like drive across the country to Briar Point to like find this man. Oh. And also, her big thing, like the big main part of her personality, which is kind of annoying and boring, though, what I don't really care about, is that she's like an aspiring singer songwriter, oh, so that's why she's obsessed uh, with the piano bar because she like loves music and she loves writing songs now but- i'm like why is ronan going for this chick like i feel like he could do better yeah fair <laughs> she's really Wait, hot young, she- yeah exactly i was like i have a couple of ideas why ronan's <laughs> going for this chick um does she know who he is no yes big time Okay, well, oh. Yeah. No, 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 but she so doesn't know like, that. Okay. She doesn't know that he's her the trust fund dude. Yes, yeah. he do- she does. That is the reason oh. that she is in Briar Point. So yeah, she's excited. She know, like, she's like, I'll come to your apartment. But she you. knows that sounds great. that this man is the man who set up uh-huh. the, the trust fund. So why is she being mm-hmm. such a bitch to him? That doesn't make any sense. I don't know. I don't okay. know. But she does. She's like, she... She does say, I think, a couple times that she's like come all this way, and now when she's actually faced with him, she's like nervous or like she doesn't want to, like that kind of thing. So, um, and then I think she was just like affronted by the fact that he was like, "You can't survive on your own. Like you aren't allowed to be in this van, you know." And so she's like, "Um, fuck you. Yes, I am." Uh, but then he's very much like, "Come and sleep at my apartment." She's like, okay. And he's like, you can park your van in my like parking, one of my parking spots and uh, like underground. It will be safe and you'll be safe. Like no strings attached. Just come and sleep in my apartment. And so she's like, okay. So they go and it's like kind of awkward when they get there. And then she kind of like makes jokes about how she like is feeling unsafe now you know like she's like oh you're not just trying to lure me here are you like you did just spend a lot of money on a date with me and stuff and he's very like no like if you're uncomfortable with me being here I have another place I can go and you can have the apartment to yourself oh my God, like fab. I love it I was yeah. gonna say this guy he's too logical I feel like Daisy is the bad character in yeah this. <laughs> I would 100% be like, okay, yeah, go to an, a different apartment. Like, I would love that. I'd be like, great, now I get this penthouse. I'm guessing it's penthouse apartment yeah, all to super myself. super giant penthouse apartment. Like, amazing. Yeah, no, but she's not like that. Full fridge. I bet there's full. I bet he has, like, so many different kinds of, like, sodas and, like, sparkling waters. Towel warmers. <laughs> Your dream. Oh, yeah, warm towels. Oh, my gosh, I'm so They're excited. fucking best I'm after so your bath. This book. That is just going to be her alone in the apartment. 
sorry, you're about to be very disappointed. So he's just like, he's like, okay, go to bed. Like you, this is your bedroom and stuff. And, uh, and she's, and he's like, oh, and Daisy, I never want you to sleep in that van again. And she kind of jokingly says like, yes, dad. And then Ew. he gets like very uncomfortable. Ew. What is and, wrong like, with you guys? Kinda... I love this. <laughs> no, there's, there's, there's a difference between dad and daddy. Yeah, but she's like joking. They're not like in a relationship yet. She's just being sassy and silly. I think I've said that to Michael. Like, <laughs> yeah, I agree. I'm with I'm with Scarlett on this. So then she goes, she like has a wonderful shower and sleeps like the best she's ever slept because her like bed in the van is like a thin mattress and stuff. Right. So she's like, this was fucking great. And so then she wakes up and she um, hears him talking to his housekeeper, whose name is Agatha. And Agatha's like, how long is she going to be staying? And he's like, as long as she wants to, as long as like she needs to. And Agatha's saying things like, well, maybe she'll be good for you and that kind of thing. And she's like, at this point, she's like, what? Like, I don't know. And he's very like, no, no, no. Like, she's just staying here. How old is Agatha? I don't know. I think she's like a middle aged lady. Mm. so age appropriate all right yeah but her name's agatha like i'm he's her housekeeper for agatha she's his housekeeper i'm sorry if you had a choice between an agatha and a daisy who would you go for i would go for daisy i agree so then uh he she just like decides to kind of wander the house a little bit because she like can't help but snooping because she's her whole thing is that she wants to know more about ronin so she's kind of like, oh, I'm going to snoop a little bit. And she ends up coming across his piano. Oh. And it's like this beautiful instrument. And she's just like staring at it like, oh, my God. And like, is it like one it. of the most expensive? And like, she's just like, oh, so horny for the piano. And she's so impressed by the <laughs> piano. I don't know if it's like a super rare, fancy, expensive piano, but like, it's definitely a nice piano. Is it like a and white she... piano? Like, what color is the piano? I don't. I don't know. Do you want me to find the page and tell you the description of the piano? We can put it in the show notes. It's Ronan's name, actually, Edward Cullen. And he's going to compose a lullaby specifically for Daisy. Yes! No, she is the musician. But she has the piano. That's true. So then he, but he's just like a rich guy. Okay. Uh, So he kind of comes up behind her and he's like do you play and she's all like oh Ronan you caught me yeah so she is uh like oh I used to like I can't so she hasn't played the piano since her mom died and like she (sighs) you know everything was too painful so like everything went and obviously she just lives in this van now moved across the city or across the country so she hasn't played the piano and she's kind of like "Ooh, i can't help myself because like even the piano that she had at home was really shitty so she's like oh i couldn't and he's like no i want you to play so she sits down and she starts playing the piano and is it the most beautiful music he's ever heard yeah so he's just sitting there and he's like enthralled with her yeah she like gets carried away and like plays for like two hours and like just can't stop her poor like, fingers just, yeah not it's just playing like for one so long. song goes into another and she hasn't felt so inspired in so long oh delightful and he is like feeling very he hasn't felt like this level of right in like 
ages like because his mind is always going right he's feeling all these things and he's like trying to like make it go away with like work and sex and all these things and like he's like how is it that a 20 something year old sitting and playing the piano was like all I needed so he's like he's feeling really good that's nice delightful at all he's like why oh my gosh, it's delightful I've been feeling all of these really big feelings and nothing's appeasing it except for this 21 year old playing the fucking piano for two hours like no 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 ronan come on but it's not her it's the music he is into her but like that's okay <laughs> they're consenting adults is she also experiencing the insta love yes she is okay She's feeling like, oh, I'm not into older guys, but she's like finding herself attracted to him. And she has, but she's also feeling weird about it because she has come to the conclusion that the only thing that makes sense is that nine years ago, those six weeks that her mom was away, that she somehow was in a relationship with Ronan because she can like tell, I guess, that like he's the kind of man and all this stuff. She's feeling weird about it because she's like, this is the person that my mom was with. He's so much older. I don't like older guys, but she's finding him very attractive. And he's not at all like what she thought. Like she thought he'd be like really douchey and all these things. And he's very earnest and like down to earth. And they, yeah. Can you imagine being a pogo sister with your mom? No. Oh my God. So it, it used to be called an offensive slur for people who live up in the Arctic area. Sisters. And now it's a pogo sisters. So yeah. He's like, after she's played for like hours, they decide that they're going to have lunch. And she's like, oh, your housekeeper is like gone. Like, are you sure? And he's like, I know how to cook. I like cooking. I just don't have like time to do it usually. So he starts making her some like fancy burger situation, of course. And she's like delicious sitting there uh, or she's standing there like helping him saute the onions. And she's like, I do not believe that I am in like a... uh like a 50 something year old billionaire's apartment uh, sauteing onions and he hasn't even tried to sleep with me yet and he gets like really serious and he's like uh he's like i don't think you understand like i don't bring the women that i sleep with here like i have a private room in the club and like i don't like this isn't like a thing i'm pulling like the people that I want to sleep with, the people I want to have a relationship with are not, do not come to this house. Like, that's not what I'm doing. So he's like super enthralled with her, basically. Um, And they talk about like their favorite books because he, she's like too nervous because he's like, I'll tell you anything about me because she's like, we don't know each other. Uh, and she's like, oh, this is my opportunity to ask him really important questions. But she like chickens out. And so they like do like silly things like what's your favorite book, all that kind of stuff. Um, and his favorite book is An Ode to the City of Love by Ernest Hemingway. I was going to ask, is he like into like Mark Twain or some kind of shit? And she's like, my favorite book's Order of the Phoenix. <laughs> <laughs> no, she likes like the Bronte sisters or some boring shit like that. Oh, <laughs> Look, at least... Yeah, that's her. Oh, they're perfect for each other. She's like an old soul. She's mature for her age. At least you didn't say catch her in the rye. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I I just have to put it out there. I don't like Daisy already because I don't enjoy the fact that she knows that who Ronan is and she's like asking leading questions in a way and not being truthful with him. 
Yeah. No, she she's lying to him 100% or lying through admission. But yeah, I like it would be hard in that situation. But yeah, she has these opportunities to tell him and she doesn't. Like, what if there was something and there's something sketchy with the money? Like, what if what if that was indeed hush money? What if by telling him she's putting herself in danger? Like, I don't know. I guess that's true. Yeah. But she's like convinced at this point he's a wonderful person who fell in love with his her mother. Oh, OK. Uh, yeah, I feel like you're giving Daisy a lot of credit here, Scarlett. But <laughs> I mean, have you true. seen how much murder is in the books? Any picks? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay so yeah so it's all secretly a mafia book all along that's how he made his money <laughs> yes we know he invests in sex clubs but that's all i got so yeah so she has a shift that night and it's super dead and so uh the owner who is one of the people who is the like first few books are about but i didn't know uh is like oh can you go upstairs like to the vip area because it's super dead here in the main area and she's never waitressed up there and she's like really nervous because there's like an open area and then there's like a curtained off area which is just like orgyville so she's like oh i don't know i feel like uncomfortable because yes she works in a sex Ooh. club and she's like had sex and stuff but she's like like there's a lot of kink in this club like it's like a kink sex club so like a lot of like bdsm that kind of stuff i feel like you would join a sex club because you have niche interests yes exactly so it's that vibe there and she's like i don't know uh so she goes into this club and immediately of course like she goes to fill a drink order and the person like the other waitress is like yeah they're in there in the like curtained area and like she's like it's okay i know you're nervous like just like don't make eye contact with people like they're doing their thing just find the table put the drinks down and come back out she like goes in and of course she's like hearing noises all around her and all this stuff and she's like oh and so she goes and she finds the people that she's supposed to and they're like very clearly just post sex and uh she's like feeling very like shy and shit and like puts the drinks down and then as she's walking back out uh ronan comes in and she's okay. like, oh, my God, he is like her first thought is like, oh, he's in coming in here because he's going to have sex with people in here. Yeah, he's going to join the orgy. Yeah. And she feels like jealous, gutted, like didn't doesn't like that and like doesn't know why kind of, you know, she's still kind of not sure about how her feelings are for him. And she's like, whoa, why do I feel that way? But like, mm-hmm. I really do. And then it goes to Ronan's perspective and ronan is like gonna go to the club that night only because he's like addicted to being around daisy now and like needs to see her oh he was following her into the orgy room classic yes correct so he goes in and he doesn't see her on the floor and he like panics because he thinks like oh she's like gone back to her van or something i don't know so uh she goes to geo and he's like where is she and he's like he's she's upstairs <laughs> in the vip area it was dead down here and he's like oh no and so he's like gets all <laughs> scared and crazy and goes up the stairs and when he doesn't see her he's like oh she has to be in here and rushes into the curtain area so that's the reason he's there it's all a misunderstanding yeah so and then they like meet and she's like happy to see him and they like are standing (laughs) against a thing and like she's 
he's like, wow, you're really uncomfortable to be in here. And she's like, no, I'm not. And he's like, you're such a liar. Um, that kind of vibe. And, uh, and then she's, he says like, why do you work here? And uh, she like just evades the question. She doesn't answer <sighs> it. So it's like another opportunity that nope. Daisy, Daisy. Mm-hmm. If a man did this to a woman. <laughs> I mean, that's always the thing. That's all I'm going to say. And if it was like a 55-year-old billionaire woman who was like a cool dom chick at like a sex club. So then she leaves and Ronan, and he's kind of standing in the room still at Ronan's best friend, whose name is Eden, who is like a very well-respected and long-term dom who helped start the club as well. She comes up and is like, I see the way that you're looking at her. And he's like, no, no, no. She's like too young. I'm just protective over her. Like, like being like no we're not doing anything we haven't done anything like i just and and eden's like oh okay so she he's like she was sleeping in the van he i'm he, i'm like letting her sleep in my apartment for a while because like she didn't have anywhere else to go and eden's like oh i understand she's your next project and i guess this is like kind of a thing that he like falls into this like cycle where he like is he a wealthy benefactor so he has a pattern of of doing this? Not necessarily with young women, but just like where he falls for a woman and like tries to take care of her and like does all these things. And then he ends up falling for her and getting really deep and then finds out that she's like, you know, into him for his money and the things that he's doing for her and then breaks his heart. So Eden is like really concerned for um for Ronan. She is like gonna break his heart so she's kind of like protect yourself like she's really young she's really naive and he's like no nothing's happening basically but like things are happening so then uh she is uh daisy is waitressing outside and she hears somebody like there's like a group of women at a table and she overhears them being like gossiping about like how they've fucked him basically and they're talking about how he is a pleasure dom. I think you'll like this part, Lana. So yeah, Whoa. so they're, they're gossiping about how they've slept with him and what he is as a pleasure dom. So he controls people through their pleasure. So he'll like make them come until they can't handle it anymore. That kind of thing. Love like that. that's, that's his oh, type I, I do of like uh, dominess. Okay. I just think of how overwhelming it is. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he, they, and so she's kind of like hovering nearby and pretending to clean a table and he's like sit, he's like found a seat and he's like looking at her because, you know, and uh, they all think that he's like staring at them and they're like, oh, he's looking over here. I should shoot my shot. Sorry. Why is she pretending to clean a table? Like it's her job. She should just clean the table. Well, she's cleaning a table that's already clean. Like she's standing there kind of like cleaning a table for two hours. Yeah. So then uh, they're all like, ooh, like, should I go talk to him? Like, yeah. So Daisy sees Ronan and goes up to him and is like, oh, these ladies were talking about you. Like one of them says that they like fucked you and another one wants to come and shoot her shot. And he's like, he can like tell that she's like a bit jealous and he kind of loves it. So he's like, oh, like, should I order them a drink? And uh, and she's like, yeah, totally do what you want. And so he orders like a whiskey and she's like, um, I don't think they drink whiskey. Like one of them is drinking like a spritzer. Like she's try- like she's like ca- trying not to be catty, but it's like feeling pretty catty. 
he's like, no, that's not for them. Like, that's for me and you if you'll have a drink with me. And she's like, oh, I can't. I'm working. And he's like, oh, really? Like, you wouldn't you wouldn't love for them to see you having a drink with me? And then he, like, pulls her onto, like, his lap. So she's kind of, like, straddling him. Yeah, she's, like, pretty into it. Oh, very fun. And then she's, you know, kind of like, oh, I have to work. Like, Daisy's growing on me. Now that she's a catty bitch, Scarlet's like, yeah, no, I like her now. <laughs> yeah, I love it. <laughs> well, at least she has, like, personality, and she's not just like, oh, I just did the piano. Annie has also decided to write her notes on, like, actual note cards, and it's very cute. <laughs> I was doing this part of my breaks at work, and um, I <laughs> didn't want to make notes on my work computer for the sex book. Makes sense. And I couldn't use my phone because I was reading off my phone, so I wrote. I wrote notes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So then the ladies are all like staring daggers at her and she's like pretty proud of herself that it's working. Like she's like, yeah. So uh, then she goes back to like it's that night after work. She's back at the apartment. She's having a shower. And as she gets out of the shower, she realizes all of a sudden that she's really dizzy. And it's because she has hypoglycemia. And so she gets these insane sugar crashes. And if she doesn't eat regularly and take care of herself, then this happens. And since her mom died like she isn't always the best at taking care of herself she doesn't always remember to eat she's just like she's not always taking care of herself that way is is this a problem throughout the book yes okay i'm just setting myself up (laughs) okay (laughs) no i just you know there's like there's (laughs) characters no there's characters in books sometimes who have these like yeah like hypoglycemia and then they just sent like they never remember to eat because they're such delicate dainty little ladies and they're always <laughs> fainting and like have to be scooped up and carried places so i'm just preparing myself for it mm-hmm. yeah that does happen a bit classic that's like when they're like super clumsy i hate that oh my god they're just so clumsy <laughs> my very good friend um also like she is quite clumsy but sometimes she's like oh well you know i'm just so clumsy and all i imagine is bella from twilight every single time i'm like oh no i'm falling i'm full on the ice (laughs) that's literally yeah this is a very edward and bella dynamic that's happening bigger age gap there too oh well between edward and bella right yeah yeah Yeah. because he's a he's a vampire how long have you been 17 Wow. proud of you so next so yeah she's fainting and she falls over like she like basically passes out in the bathroom but like she kind of when she passes out she like wakes up immediately it's not like she's like comatose or anything so she kind of falls and then she hears him like come in like daisy what the fuck like are you okay and at that point she's already like coming to and she's like i'm fine get out of here and like, of course I'm okay. she's like, naked stop it yeah she's all naked and she's like i don't need you like get out of here and he's like okay fuck i'll leave so he like leaves and she's like so embarrassed and she like is able to crawl to her purse and she gets like she has like these like um gummies like these glycemic gummies that she like is able to chew and so she starts like feeling herself she just like is feeling like an emotional wreck at that point because like everything's coming up at once like how the situation she's in how disappointed her mother would be in her like a that she's in ronan's apartment like doing this how she's misled ronan this whole time yeah that she hasn't told her and that she's forgotten to eat again and like that this whole situation is happening so she just has like this wave of emotion and she feels like such she's like such a failure in life and like isn't like living up to like 
like what her mom would want for her so she's like really emotional and then like she's like okay like she's starting to feel less like the her blood sugar has come back up so she's able to get up she like puts a towel around her and stuff and she goes out of the bathroom and he's like there in the hallway like waiting for her to be like are you okay like do you need me and she just like goes to him and like hugs him is like crying i'm so sorry like you must think i'm such like a so stupid like so dramatic like all this stuff like she's like i'm so sorry i'm like this she's kind of talking like stuff he doesn't really understand saying like i'm such a failure i'm so sorry i'm in this situation where like i need you so much because of you know him he's like physically taking care of her at this point and he's like no i don't think you understand like when i heard you play today how much i need you too so they've kind of like accepted like that i don't know they both like fulfill a real important part to each other at this point Mm -hmm. so but they're still not dating they're still not doing anything they're just kind of like in this place where they're like really filling a important like i mean it's only been like 48 hours literally like a day yeah but you know that was all it took for them to get married and uh all i wanted was sushi and then i got abducted by aliens so that was different that was different they're moving very slow but don't worry they don't move too slow so then uh yeah that happens and so at night they're sitting and they're reading in like his library and he's like working on a laptop so then she is she's trying to read like Hemingway's Ode to the City of Love because she's like well if this is the most important book or the favorite book of this man like I'll learn about him by trying to read this book but she's like dear god this is boring (laughs) I'm sorry to like Daisy so she's like trying to read it and then they're talking about Paris and uh she's like wow Paris like Paris sounds amazing and he's like you've never been and she's like no Ronan I've never been to Paris he's like well I have an apartment in Paris I'll take you and she's like you're gonna take me to Paris and he's like yeah I'll take you to Paris put up my beret grab my baguettes love this I love it I love it yes I got to get party start protesting refuse to pick up any of your citizens garbage we went different routes with Parisian. Are they going commercial or do you, does he have a private jet? I definitely has a private jet. Are you fucking kidding me? Why am I suddenly, I'm like, I'm into this book Because now. you like Let's rich men, Kings. See, I get it. I like it too. But before that happens, before they go to Paris, like she's looking through this book and then she notices like a picture fall out of the back of it. And he's like using it as a bookmark. And it. Is it her mom? No, no, no. She's like, oh, what is like, it's a, who is this? It's a picture of like a woman, like one of those, like, (laughs) you go to take a photo things. It's it's a picture of a woman and like a little boy. And so she's like, she asks who it is. And he's like, oh, that's my wife and my son. They died in a car accident 28 years ago. And she's like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I feel like so bad about like. (laughs) Yeah. She's like, by the way, your other love of your life is also dead. (laughs) (laughs) yeah for real guy she like (laughs) is feeling all bad and he's like you don't need to feel bad i can talk about them like it was a long time ago uh but she feels like it's kind of like become like a somber mood and he's like i'm gonna go to bed and so she's like okay and she feels like really shitty she's like why didn't i put just like she's like we were having fun we were talking about paris like why did i have to like mention it like why didn't i just put it back in the book so she feels weird about it she's lying in bed and she can't sleep she's feeling all these weird oh, feelings like fair. Poor thing. like what's happening with us and like you know I, I don't know a bunch of stuff so she like leaves her room and she sees that his room has the light on and so she like knocks on the door and she's like ronan he's like 
come on in. And he's just like, he can't sleep either, but he's up late, like working on his laptop. And he's like, you know, get into bed. So she like comes in and cuddles up to them. And then she, they like talk a little bit. So he asked, she asked like, why are you taking me to Paris? And he's like, because I want to, and I can, like, I want to show it to you. And then she says like, I just like that. He's on his laptop going business. business, business. Yes, exactly. I think he's put it away now, but he is going business, all my business, the things I'm doing, answering emails <laughs> for business. So she asked that and then she's like these women at the club today that we were like that we were talking about they said that you were a pleasure dom like is that true and he's like yes it is Daisy. <laughs> do you know what camp. that means <laughs> uh and he kind of like asked yeah basically he asked her like if she's ever done anything like that uh and yeah and she hasn't uh like she's never tried any of that, but she's interested in trying it. But she's like, she just never has because she's obviously quite young. And uh, he says like he's tried a bunch of different stuff over the years, like, and he's not ashamed of it. He's like come to realize that this is what he enjoys. And there's lots of women that enjoy it as well. So this is what he does. And she's kind of like, interesting. And then they fall asleep in each other's arms and they sleep till like noon the next day. And um it's like Aww. the best sleep either of them have ever gotten and they just like wake up cuddling but again nothing has happened that's cute i love a good cuddle okay that that's good because i thought we were going to like start going into the sex and i was like you know nothing really gets you off like speaking about your dead wife and child <laughs> yeah, to a 21 year old girl <laughs> yeah no they're you know what they don't have sex at inappropriate times i would say in this book well i don't know anyway uh so then it's the next day and they're getting on the private jet to go to Paris. And like, she's like, of course you have a fucking private jet. And he's like, would you rather take like a commercial? And she's like, no. So yeah, they, uh, they get on this flight and the flight attendant is like new. She, um, she like, cause I think what happens when you own a private jet is you like hire a, or you like hire a pilot and a flight attendant or something to like do your journey or whatever. This is kind of what the Kardashians has taught me. Because uh, I guess you can't yeah. just keep somebody on staff at all times. Like I think or it's probably it's the same idea as like below decks or whatever. Right. Where they just like are yacht workers who would just get hired by fame like rich people to like work on the yacht. I think it's the same idea. Yes. And you can hire a private jet versus owning a private jet so like if he you owns want it i think, I think he, he owns, owns it. it which probably means that yeah it's like the low deck yacht situation but if he was just renting out the private jet then it would be like within its own company i know a lot of reality tv yeah i think because he's he mentions that she's new so like contrary to lana this makes me like him less i was gonna ask do you dislike him now because he has a private jet do you know the emissions level from private jets? <laughs> so high. At least he's good. At least they're taking it to Paris and not like Kendall Je or Kylie Jenner, who's taking it for like 10 minutes, like Santa Monica or whatever. Oh my God. Did you see the stats on Taylor Swift's Taylor Swift's private jet and like how much she rents it out, how much money she makes from that? God, rich people just get money for being rich. It's like fucking annoying. Um, okay. So the flight attendant is new and he thinks, or she is like, like into Ronan and thinks that um, it's that Daisy is his daughter. So he like asks her or she oh, asks no. him like, oh, can I get anything for you and your daughter? And he thinks that's kind of funny. Uh, and so he says to Daisy, like, no, no, not funny at all. That's weird. Like she thinks that uh, she thinks <laughs> that I'm 
like that you're my daughter and Daisy is like oh she's flirting with you she wants me to be your daughter and she goes like jealous crazy so then she's like talking to him and like holding his arm and like the flight attendant is kind of like oh should I put down one bed or two and she's like (laughs) one bed uh and then she says like isn't that right daddy uh so she calls him daddy Daisy I love it this this is my favorite game to play uh like restaurants is uh dating her daughter where like you like look at the table <laughs> dating her daughter or hired <laughs> there's a really good instagram that's dating her siblings and it's fucking insane so the first one let's just show you the picture then you guess and you click to the second one and it will tell you whether it's dating or siblings. As and a person whose brother is very involved. close in age and has gone on a Disneyland trip together, I can tell you how uncomfortable I, I will say, I, yeah, I when I did Waitress, we did a lot of daughter dating. But um, I have also been mistaken as my dad's girlfriend. Same. What? Well, so my... He has a beard, which hides the fact that you look so much like is, him. The thing is, like, when I was younger, too... So living away, people didn't meet me. Like yes. they would meet me when I was like eight and then I'd come back and I was like 21. And oh, he would just yeah. say, hey, this is oh. he doesn't introduce me as his right. daughter. And people are either too uncomfortable to ask. So they'll text him later and be like, wow, that's a little bit young for you, John. I guess it is like that thing because your parents were so young when they had you that like you're kind mm. of like of that like age where it's like, oh, she seems a little mm-hmm. bit too old to be your daughter, but too young to be your girlfriend. It's like, oh yeah, my daughter's coming to visit. And they're like, oh, that's so nice. How old is she? And he's like, she's 31, almost 32. And they're like, excuse me? Like, they think I'm 16. And so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's... <laughs> but uh, see, I think, hey, like, I feel super uncomfortable by this. And like maybe it's the same thing like because all I imagine is like me and my dad like going for dinner and like this happening and me just being like (laughs) it does help that he is in no way her actual father (laughs) yeah but he did fuck her mom (laughs) that's true um okay so she calls him daddy and he goes like real stoic and like is like don't do that again like he like like, do not do that again and she feels like all kinds of like things in her heart and chest like really didn't like him like yeah like she or yeah feels really uncomfortable with the fact that he just like reprimanded her like that and is like feeling weird about it so she gets like and then he's like not talking to her and she gets like really grumpy and so she's like well fuck this and so she like goes to get up to go to the bathroom like stompy and he grabs her arm and is like where are you going and she's like i'm going to the bathroom and then he like grabs her and pulls her onto his lap and is like stop doing that and she's like doing what and he's like outing because i didn't like it when you called me daddy um or because i told you to stop calling me daddy and she's like i just don't understand why like why like why can't i call you that do you hate like do you not like it and he like rubs her against his like (laughs) and he's like no the issue is i like it too much oh he's so into it i that was a plot twist for me (laughs) (laughs) yeah he doesn't want to like he's having all these like feelings of like 
like he's just loving being around her and like having her in his life and so he doesn't want to complicate it he doesn't want to do that go down the same road or anything like that so he doesn't want to do anything else at this point um although he's like insanely jealous of her and like he should just accept it at this point but like yeah he doesn't want to do anything and she's like mad about that because she's like at this point she's like into him and is like let's just fucking have sex already and he's like restraining and she feels annoyed that he likes her too much to like do anything with her like that's frustrating to her yeah that is super annoying yeah yeah so uh because of that whole grumpy situation the flight attendant makes two beds um, which rude. Just follow <laughs> fucking instructions, but okay. Yeah. Uh, um, excuse I me. I pay you. She like gets into the bed and she's like facing the wall and stuff. And he like goes to get into bed and he like can't stand the idea of like getting into his own bed when she's like in the bed right there. So he gets in and curls up behind her and she's like, What are you doing? And he's like, I want to cuddle you, or like I want to be in bed with you. And she's like, Okay. So then they say good night and go to sleep. And it's cute. Uh, so then I want to cuddle like, on an airplane. They made that it to Paris. Crazy. And since they like it was like overnight private flight, they um like are doing the thing. So they're like hanging out in the gardens, and uh that's like and they kind of like have some real talk and so sh- real-ish. So at this point is when she tells him that like her mom died when she was 17, because she's like, My mom would love it here. Like my mom always wanted to go places like this and never did. By the way, you banged my mom yeah for real uh and so she's like talking because he's like why do you live in that van and she says like that when her mom died she just didn't want roots and she just wanted to do that like free thing where she just like went off which is kind of not true because she's going specifically to see him so at this point i think she's actually lying to him which is annoying i don't like it yeah so then uh they talk a bit about his childhood and that how he was raised by like a single mom at briar park or briar point and that's why he's still there and all that stuff. And then she's like, will you take me to your favorite place in Paris? And he's like, no, because his favorite place is a sex club. Uh, and he's like, this sex club is not like salacious where they like, have they're boundaries French. and stuff. Like you'll be propositioned <laughs> and all this stuff. They're all French. Exactly. Like he's like, the whole club is like that curtained off room you felt so uncomfortable in. And she's like, no, you have to take me. Yeah. She's like, no, there's no way you're taking me. And he's like, no, I'm not going to. And she's like, oh my no, God, that sounds to. amazing. Uh, and he's like, I'm not taking you. Uh, so then they um, get back to his apartment and he like shows her their view of the Eiffel Tower and it's all beautiful and she's like oh all I want to do is see it when it like sparkles at night like will you take me there when it sparkles and he's like of course we'll go tonight and then he immediately gets a phone call and on the phone call he's like talking to somebody business and he's like oh tonight like it needs to be tonight and he He's like, okay, yeah, I'll be there. And so then she's all pouty and mad. And she's like, "Uh, you were supposed to take me to the Eiffel Tower tonight. But now you're going to do business. But it turns out that the business is at the sex club he was talking about. Great consolation prize. Mm -hmm. Oh, business. (laughs) He's just in the corner of an orgy on his laptop going, business, 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 spreadsheet, spreadsheet. So uh, she finally convinces him, like manipulates him with, calling him daddy a bunch more i think to take her to the sex club and so he's like okay well we're here like you have to like hold on to me the whole time like it's really serious blah blah, blah. and she's like okay so then they go to the sex club and they go and meet the owner who is the person who called because 
uh ronin is of course also a co-owner because he has invested in every sex club i guess so this man's name is uh mattis matisse it's very fresh matisse it's fine so then he's there in like his private booth with like all the ladies and they have to do a thing to like i don't know what but like to make sure they all fit in this booth and somehow of course daisy ends up sitting next to matisse and he's like talking like he like propositions her and it's like stranger danger mm-hmm. but she's like kind of into it kind of not he's very like charming and stuff and super handsome he's a lot younger than um ronin and like super handsome and he's like oh i would love to just like take you on this table right now how does that sound Matisse. and then uh ronin is like that's enough and he gets all angry and jumps up matisse is like oh you used to be so much better at sharing and ronin is like fuck off like no like you're coming with me right now daisy and he takes her and she's all pouty she's like what like we just got here and he calls her a brat and she's like pissed she's being a brat yeah exactly so he's like explain to her he's like no a brat is like what a dom calls a sub when they act out specifically to get like the dom's attention and uh and she's like i want you to teach me all of the things like all of the kink stuff (laughs) and uh he's like okay like we don't actually have to leave now i just want you to get away from matisse so uh like i'll show you like what you want so then they go to the like through the club into one of the rooms where there's like St. Andrew's Cross situation happening, of course, because all these books fucking have a St. Andrew's Cross. And now Lana knows what that is. I do know what that is. Yeah. I'm learning. You're learning. So, uh, and like a lady's being whipped and she's like, oh, just like, uh, like, is she into that? And like, he's like, yeah, it's all consensual. And then she's like, oh, that's interesting. And she's like, do you like doing that? And he's like, no, that's not my thing. Like, I'm a i like to pleasure ladies till they can't take it anymore and um she's like really intrigued by like the whipping though and then they leave so still nothing fucking happens and it seems like a very short trip to the sex club but whatever so then they leave and they get back to the apartment and she's like oh uh i didn't want to make you uncomfortable like but we just were at a sex club and just saw a bunch of people having sex and i am super turned on right now and so i need to go take care of myself so i'm gonna go back to my room thanks and just gonna go uh, knock one out because you you know won't have sex with me and then he's lying in his bed and he's like just like obsessing about what she's doing right now like he cannot think of anything else about what she's doing and like how much he wants to be doing it to her so he's like fuck this so he gets up and he goes to her room storms in and he's like what are you doing in here and she's like I'm not doing anything. I'm so embarrassed that I said that to you. Like, I immediately cooled off. Oh, my gosh. But he's like, let me make you feel good. (laughs) So he, like, gets her off, like, with his fingers and does a lot of, like, you know, good stuff. And there is so much daddy little girl talk in the scene. Oh, my God. Like, all of a sudden, like, they're really into the daddy thing. So now he's, like, speaking third person. Like, oh, yes, come for daddy. Like, like that come on daddy's fingers all this stuff and i'm like this is a lot for me so then she comes super hard it's super great like i'm not not into it in each other's arms that night and so she wakes up and the day is anew and she feels so wonderful about what happened nice. last night and she's like 
Harris is the fucking best. So then they sleep in a little bit and then they go for lunch. And the lunch is the most exciting part to me because uh, he's like, oh, I'll get my usual because, of course, he like owns an apartment there and has a usual place. And his usual is raclette and champagne. And I'm like, I love you, Ronan. That's very you exciting. Just don't have raclette by yourself. Delish. What? Melted cheese. Not just cheese. Melted cheese. Yeah. I'll have my usual, which is literally cheese yeah, and booze, red. the best mm. combo. So yeah, they have that and she's like very into it. She's like, this is the most delicious thing I've ever had. So then they go at, to like a bookstore where they look at like old cool volumes of books and she's like, Paris is so magical. And then uh, they go to like the gardens around the Louvre and as they're there, they, there's like a public piano and a guy is like playing it and she like stops and it's like, oh, cool. And then he finishes and goes off and uh, he's like, Ronan is like, play it. And she's like, no, I couldn't. He's like, it's for public. You have to play. It. You're in Paris. Play your beautiful piano. And so she goes and she plays it. And of course, all of a sudden there's a crowd around them and they're all praising oh, her bien, and throwing money at her. And uh, and when she finishes, she's like goes to like Ronan and hugs him and is like, thank you so much, you know, because like, it thanks was for so making me play wonderful. the public piano. And then, oh, and this whole time she's like writing lyrics on her brain about Paris and cheese. <laughs> uh, and so then uh, I want to hear that song. <laughs> it's the song of my heart. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. Same girl. Um. So then that evening, they go to see the Tower Sparkle. So they're on the lawn outside of the, uh, or like by the Eiffel Tower. And they have like, they're sitting on a blanket and then they have a blanket over them. And uh, they're waiting for it to sparkle. And they have like their little champagne picnic and it's super nice. And then uh, they're holding hands like under the covers. And she like subtly moves her his hand a bit lower. And he's like, Oh, really? Okay. So then he like is like, take your panties off. And she's like, here, public? And he's like, yeah. Um, he Except he's not, he doesn't say yeah. He says, take them off, Daisy. I was going to share the fun podcast fact that Annie and I have run into each other in front of the Eiffel Tower, but this did not happen when we ran into each other. That's true. Tower. This did not happen at that point, but that was a very fun, crazy coincidence where we both knew that we'd be in Europe at mm -hmm. the same time because you were traveling with your grandparents and I was traveling with my we family. We were going into grade this nine. This was in grade eight yeah, or after grade, grade eight. Nine. We were like 14. Uh, we were, my family was walking up to the Eiffel Tower and who was walking away but my best friend in the whole world. Same moi. I had just gone to the top. Yeah. And That's we crazy. took pictures. I didn't know that, you guys. That's so crazy. I love that. And then my parents said it was the happiest I was on the whole trip because I was such a moody teenager. Mm -hmm. But you were earlier. I was also in Europe that summer with my grandparents. Yeah, you were there in like I July. I was there we were the there magical experience. Summer, so that would have been extra great. Bougie fucking people. I think, well, you guys are 14. I would have been 12 and in bed with whooping cough for like the entire year. So I'm glad you enjoyed your Europe adventures. My grandparents took all of the cousins when they turned 13, uh, but my grandma 
sometimes problematic and was convinced that I had diabetes on the the whole trip because I was drinking so much water. And the only reason why a 13 year old girl drinks a lot of water is because she has diabetes. I don't have diabetes. I think also she was like, Elena's a bit like chunky for 13. So she's also has diabetes. Also, <laughs> Alana was not. She had just developed fairly recently before then and had boobs and hips for the first time. And so her grandma was a real biatch about it. <laughs> Wonderful. We all had a great time in Europe. Great trip, though. Wonderful memories. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, basically, he uh, fingers her uh, by the Eiffel Tower and they're having to be like quiet and stuff because he like doesn't want like or they're like don't want the people around them to know what they're doing so they're like trying not to move much while like but it's like intense because they're having to be all secretive about it and then uh he makes her come just as the lights come on to sparkle so as she kind of can't hold it in and gives like kind of a muffled grunt as she comes is when everybody's cheering so it gets muffled by the crowd i think sarah kate missed the opportunity to have an mfm threesome and then they could really go to paris Oh, oh, do the Eiffel Tower. Mm-hmm. That would be great. That does not happen in this book. Just for those wondering, I do know what that is. <laughs> Good job, Lana. <laughs> Thank you. After they do that, he's like super, super turned on. He's like, we got to leave like now. <laughs> and so they get back into the car in the elevator. He's like going down on her um, on the way up to the apartment. And then as soon as they get into the room, they like strip clothes and then he like guides her to give him a blowjob and she's like super into it. And then uh, they have their first like penetrative sex scene and he's like, Daisy, I have condoms in the drawer. And she says, no, I don't want any condoms. I'm on birth control birth control and I've been tested. Are you clean? And he's like, yeah. She's like, I don't want anything in between us. I want you to come in my body. So um, that's what they do. They have all the sex and trade orgasms all night. And it's fucking incredible. They do it like doggy. And he just like stands there and she like has sex (laughs) to him. No, I don't want to do any of the work. Yeah, I just want to stand here with my peen. (laughs) It is hard. It's not great. (laughs) This is kind of rocking back and forth. So that happens. They have the most magical night ever. And then she wakes up the next morning and he's not there. And she's like, where is he? Um, and she goes out to the apartment and he's left Aww. her notebook open. This is a notebook that she like writes lyrics in and stuff. And he has written this. It's you want your life to be poetic. So here you go. I am not a poet, but I've been dying to tell you this. Your eyes are not as blue as the sky. The sky is as blue as your eyes. You write the rest. So he gives her a little shitty writing prompt. He loves it. I would love, I would eat that up. I'd be like, well, this is the sweetest thing ever. I thought you were going to say that he discovered in her diary who her mom was. No, that is still very much <laughs> that he there. fucked her mom. No, he has not discovered that yet. He's so happy and it's great. And then they spend like a good week in Paris, just being in Paris and being fab. And then on the like last night of uh, their trip, they're like hanging out by on like a bench and reading and all this stuff and it's so magical and then they have sex. as they're on this bench she starts asking him like about like the his love in the past basically 
And he says, she's asking him about his ex-girlfriends. Yes. <gasps> I don't like Daisy. I don't like Daisy. She's like, have you ever loved anybody since uh, you were married? And he's like, yeah, nine years ago, I fell in love. No, she's not going to do it because she's a shitty person. <laughs> she's like, this will be a great transition. <laughs> like a decade ago, I fell in love, but it didn't work out. And I gave up then. And she's like, why didn't it work out? Was he married? And he says, no, but she had a daughter that she had to go back to. And her life just didn't include me. And I had to accept it that like her life being ruined was wasn't like, oh, like wasn't okay. She's like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. I'm just like imagining, you know, that like Homer Simpson meme of like Homer like going into the bushes. <laughs> like that's what it seems. No, she like. loves like, it. She's, she's saying this, and it. you can just like picture like her being like, oh, and she wants to be connected to her mom. Why she does she trauma. love the fact that he had a relationship with her mom? I don't want to be that connected. Yeah, to so my then mom. he's like, it's okay. Like everything worked out how it should have. Like. Can you imagine if she had brought her daughter here? Like if I had raised a child, we never would have met at Salacious. We wouldn't be together. You would have met earlier and you would have been his stepdaughter. <laughs> yeah, they would have had a very different relationship. Oh, God. It's so gross. It would have been super, super different. They go back home and she like feels very at home. They Oh, they go on the plane and the flight attendant only makes one bed that time. Ha ha, bitch they get home and she's like feeling really tired and like not herself so then as she's like in the bedroom like getting ready for bed like she realizes oh shit i'm not just jet lagged i haven't eaten enough and i'm having a hypoglycemic episode so then she like falls and like she starts to call like she's like oh i have to tell him now like i didn't want to tell him before but this is important i should tell him that i have this thing and so she starts to call for him but it's too late and a bunch of stuff smashes to the floor and he comes in and like she's out for like a while Dangerous. which is like kind of weird and rare when they come to he's there and he's like flipping shit and uh by that point the paramedics are there and yeah he's freaking out she's like it's okay it's okay like i'm fine this happens sometimes and the paramedics like are you like diabetic she's like no it's just my blood sugar like i have hypoglycemia and he's like like what the fuck basically and so she's like no i'm okay now like i just need to like eat something and i'll be okay and he's like no we're taking you to the hospital you have to like get checked out uh you're not fine like i'm taking you there so they they do tests and of course nothing comes back like it's she's fine she just has hypoglycemia but she's like in the bed and he's like do you have any idea how fucking scary that was like for me like why wouldn't you tell me that that was a thing that could happen like especially when this already happened to you like and you weren't eating enough like i just found you passed out in the room i didn't know what happened like that's so shitty of you basically and so she's like i'm so sorry and she like hates when he's mad at her and all that stuff uh yeah so yeah he's mad at her but he like he doesn't want to hurt her because he's like i'm not a monster i don't physically hurt people but like i need to do something so then he goes all dommy and so when they get back to the hospital or to the room he's like uh, i'm not mad at you but i need to punish you as he fed her uh yes she's eaten she's feeling great yes uh, right. and so then he like spanks her a whole bunch and it's really intense and uh after she like he like feels her and she's like fucking sopping wet like she's really goddamn into it 
after he's finished spanking and uh, it can tell that she's all wet. He says, tell me what you want, baby girl. I said, squeezing her ass in my hands. Touch me, she cries out. Did you learn your lesson? Yes, daddy, she whines. Just please touch me. My girl is so needy, I mutter, sliding my fingers into her aching core. <laughs> so yeah, that happens. And basically they find out that Sounds Daisy great. is really into like pain. Yeah. So she's like pretty into it. And he doesn't know how he yeah, feels about that. Yeah, because she was into the whipping. He's not into doling out pain. He's he like a soft pleasuring. And so he's feeling weird about it. Part of the reason why this book makes me so uncomfortable is uh, my father's nickname for me is baby girl. And it is fucking awful. Like this whole time I'm like, oh, 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 oh. Yeah, because, yeah, the daddy baby girl thing is like a classic thing. But yeah, that makes sense. Um, that would be yucky. Uh, that's like a 365 days thing, though, right? Are you lost, baby girl? So then he's trying to figure out a way that he can fill her pain thing. And so he comes up with the idea that he will be in the room and Eden, because he trusts her with Eden. So Eden will dole out some pain and they'll have like a whole kink scene while they're like codom her. And she is super fucking into that. Great plan. Ronan super into that? He seems like... He feels uncomfortable with it, but he wants her to like get her rocks off basically like he wants to do his whole thing is that he's a giver and he's like you know like all he wants is for his person to like feel good so they do that and then uh the next night i think uh he is like okay now i'm going to like show you what i do so they go back into his room after like their shift and uh and he like pleasure bombs her so basically he ties her to the bed and then makes her come over and over and over until she like is like in like subspace um except the whole time she's like please fuck me please i need you fuck me and he's like not supposed to like give in to his subs needs you know but then it's her and so he can't help himself so he um does (laughs) uh so he fucks her and then, of course, he proposes to her. Excuse me? Yup. So, yeah, he proposes to her and she's like, are you sure? And uh, he's like, yeah, I've never How wanted anything more in my whole life. You know, they don't really talk about it. I'm guessing because he proposed to her so out of the fucking There might not blue, even be a ring. Um, that, yeah. Useless. You're rich. Yeah. So they tell each other that they love each other. And they get proposed, or they get proposed, they get engaged. And so before this happened, like before they got engaged, he kind of had like a weird thing. He got freaked out because he can feel that she feels guilty about something and like off about something. She still hasn't told him, has she? And they're engaged. She has not told him. Like since they get back from Paris, like things are getting more serious and he feels like she's Oh, no. She's still into it and, like, saying so much, but something's weird. Yeah. So he has this moment where he's, like, he writes an email to his, like, private investigator because, of course, he just has one. uh, And then, but doesn't send it. He's, like, what am I doing? I'm going to send it. Send it. it. And (laughs) so then, uh, yeah. And he feels like her, like, need for pain Mm. is maybe coming from, like, a place of guilt. Like, she feels like she needs to be punished for something, but he doesn't know what it is. So then 
uh, the night they get engaged, they're like in happy bliss. And he opens up his laptop because he has to do a bit of work. And he doesn't realize that he didn't close that email. He just closed the laptop. And he's like, mm, and he sends it. And so he's like, I don't feel guilty because like it'll come back clear. She'll never have to know. It's fine. So uh, it does not come back clear. But, it does uh, not. That is not what happened. Uh, then they're like hanging out on the couch and um like so happy um like super in love and all this stuff and then he gets a phone call from john his pi who's like i did that search on her and he's like okay uh so he's like saying his mom or his the father's name and then the mother's name shannon masters and he's like what say that name again and she, he's like yeah you'll recognize that name because nine years ago you wrote a check to her for a million dollars uh and he's like oh my god and he starts putting it all together and he realizes for the first time that he kind of he didn't even find out from her no of course not because daisy is a shitty person he kind of recognizes like shannon in daisy a bit like he basically puts it all together and he is like losing his mind and like he starts he's like he's like i have to go and uh he starts like tearing up and his yeah his brain is like buzzing like he's like having like a flip out right and so shan Shannon, you can't even get their names right and is like what's going Yeah, I bet he's going to make that mistake sometime, too. <laughs> he's like, first, he's thinking, like, oh, my God, Shannon's dead, which is super sad for him. And also, Daisy is Shannon's daughter. Daisy knew who I was, like, big kicker. So then she comes in and she's like, what's wrong? And he's, like, not saying anything. And she's like, talk to me. Please tell me. And he's, like, losing it. And he, she's like, I can tell from the look on your face that whoever was on the phone there probably he probably feels so used to yeah he's like i don't understand he's like i've already given you money like what more did you want from me and she's like no like that's not it i love you and i just wanted to get to know you and then things changed and she's like i want you to know that like the fact that you were with my mother and all that kind of stuff like it doesn't change anything for me and he's like daisy this changes everything for me yeah. And he's like, he feels like a sicko. Like, this is awful. Okay. I'm so glad he's having this reaction because yeah. it's been real gross. It's been real it's, gross yeah. keeping this secret. He's like, you need to get out of my house, basically. So she leaves. And so she's like at back at work and she's like crying, like really upset. And Gio's like, what happened? And she like won't talk about it. She's like, we're just not together anymore. Like, I don't talk about it. And Gio's like, okay, like, let's get your mind off of it. Let's go to like the dueling piano bar that you love so much (laughs) and like will take your mind off of it so they're at this piano bar like she doesn't like have any like she only has like a couple drinks or like barely anything but she starts feeling super sick (laughs) (laughs) Kay knows what's up so she's like yeah really dizzy and sick and feels awful and so she like runs to the bathroom and uh she is like throwing up a bunch in the bathroom and like having this whole thing and uh she's all upset and then like Ronan shows up and he's like Daisy open the door 
And she's like, you came for me. And it turns out like that or that next day he was like feeling really shitty. Like he had such a crazy reaction and he's like, we need to talk. He went to the club to find her to talk to her and she wasn't there. So he was texting Gio because he got her his number through one of the owners who's his friend. He says like, we're at this piano bar. So he goes and then finds her like puking in the bathroom. And he thinks that she's like super drunk out of her mind. And so, uh, or she forgot to eat today. Yeah. So he like scoops her up and takes her home and she's like in like, and so then she's like, and she falls asleep and she wakes up and she's in her house, his house. And she's like, (sighs) like, basically like, do you forgive me? Are we okay? And all the stuff. And he's like, no, I just need to take care of you. And he's like, we can't be together. And she says, is it because of the fact that you were with my mom? And he's like, it's not just that, like, that's one thing that you didn't tell me that. And then that had happened. But like the fact that she she's not in the right place. Yeah. Like, yeah, she's like not taking care of herself. She she's not like her own person yet. Like she just hasn't she's dealt with this child. trauma and this grief. I, I can't have you needing me like this. Like, like you need to mm-hmm. be able to take care of yourself, basically. So he's like, we can't be together. You need to like really work on yourself basically so then it's two months later wait what and holy shit there's a time jump so they break up and it's two months later and she is about two months into grief counseling and she's like feeling like a lot more settled with it like she's been doing group therapy she's been talking to people about it things are like she's starting to actually deal with her trauma and that kind of stuff and she's feeling a little bit like settled about what happened with Ronan like sad obviously but like kind of accepting things and she's moved out of her van and she's living uh with Gio now this night that we pick up on she goes to grief counseling and then she comes home and she has to be ready because she has her like first gig at the piano bar they're like letting her like do an open mic night basically where she's going to do like a set at the piano bar as long as she agrees to do like a bunch of oldies she can do some of her originals and so like she's obviously come a long way at the piano bar like Eden's there and Geo's there and a couple other people from the bar who are probably in these previous books I haven't read are there and then she's like up there singing and she sees that like Ronan is there too like he's basically watching her play and he's like mesmerized of course does she play the song that she wrote from his prompt uh yes she plays the Paris song thank god she's like so in love with him and uh what these girls so he she goes and she like talks to him a little bit after like says thanks for coming or like you were amazing that kind of stuff but like she just kind of like lets it go and then he leaps and she like runs after him and she like says she because of everything that happened like she never actually ended up getting some of the answers that she wanted from Ronan about the whole situation so she asked him like was the money for my mom or was the money for me and he says it's like it's for you and he she's like but like why and he says like even then I didn't know you and I wanted to take care of you Mm. so there's that so then the friends at the bar somebody's named Mia who I imagine is a love interest from one of the earlier books because she's married to one of the owners she says that the next night they've like set up an auction at Salacious but it's an 
opposite auction. So now some of the like rich dudes who always bid on the ladies are now up for auction and they're going to get auctioned off. And then all of the money is going to go to they're going to match. They'll match all the donations and then all the money is going to go to charity. Oh, nice of them. Yeah. So they uh, so she goes to of course, she's working that night and blah, blah, blah. Oh, and he, of course, is on I the stage and people are like happen. bidding for her or for him and stuff. And then she goes up and she's like, I bid one billion dollars. Oh, my God. Everyone's like, what? That's so much money. So, of course, she wins him and he gets down off the stage and uh, like they're reunited and everything's great and then she starts to feel dizzy did she uh because she with all the stuff that happened that day and last night and seeing him and yada yada she uh like didn't eat enough or like she's just feeling really faint and dizzy so and she's kind of feeling weird because she's been feeling shitty for a while i wonder why um like just kind of run down and dizzy and now like a thing is hitting her so ronan is like it's okay i got it so he like picks her up and takes her back to like the his car and one of the owners is like very like no like are you okay i need to make sure you're okay like i really need a doctor to go see you and like they're kind of like okay like this thing happened like at work so like we should probably have a <laughs> doctor compensation board because of you know liability i don't know yeah um got the amount of wcb i deal with anyway they go to the hospital just to like have her checked out even though she's like i'm fine like i didn't even faint i feel okay so they go to the hospital and they run all these tests and of course they find out that she is in fact eight weeks pregnant i thought she was on birth control she was so then she's like oh my god ronan like i'm so sorry we were in paris and Oh my god. Like I was off my schedule and I just forgot for a couple days and I didn't think that it would like happen like I'm that. Not yeah. She's pregnant and he is so happy because uh he like didn't think he wanted to like do that again and have kids and all that stuff. But like the idea of Daisy being pregnant and starting a family with her is very exciting for him. So he's super happy. So that is the end of the book, except of oh, course wow. there are two epilogues. Epilogue number one is Ronan's epilogue. She's having a piano night, which she's now a regular. She's playing all of her songs. And she's like nine months pregnant, like gonna pop at any time. And that's basically that epilogue. She's like, I'm fine. Like, I'll tell you when I go into labor. And everything is great. And she plays her music and things are great. And then her epilogue is five years later. Oh, They now have two kids. And right after the first kid was born, they decided to leave Briar Point and move together to Paris full time because that's where they fell in love and that's their place. So they sell his apartment and they buy a big house on the outskirts of Paris because he's a billionaire and they live in Paris full time and hang out at the sex club and have their two kids and everything is magical and wonderful. And that is the end of The Highest Bitter. What did you guys think? I loved it. I didn't love the mom's ex-boyfriend part, but I had no problem at all with the age gap part. And I really liked Ronan as a character. I I think my only wish is that, aside from the mom thing not being a plot, just because that's not my thing, is that she had also been into the pleasure kink. Mm, she, is, yeah, they kind of like don't go into it, but I think they kind of say 
like she wants to do that like they kind of say like oh I want to be your sub and then also talk about how she was just into the pain stuff because she was having all these weird feelings of guilt and felt like she needed to be punished so I think which I know is not really how it works but anyway uh I think that's what they say in the book so I think she is into like his games but also like he's just basically into her and was doing a lot of that stuff I think to like escape his pain Okay, okay, cool. Yeah, no, I really enjoyed this. I, I liked it. I'm really glad you went kind of outside your regular mm-hmm. perfume. I never, I've never fun. read a Specifically Lana's there. facial expressions. Yeah, it was not for everyone, yeah, huh? <laughs> I love Ronan so much, uh, which is not what I was expecting whatsoever. But he was great. Yeah, this this was tough for me. This was this was a tough one. Just not not my cup of tea. And I still don't get it, like... I know that they, you know, got married and have two kids and blah. Why do they always end with marriage and kids? Like, I don't, can we read an erotica that ends with, like, them just, like, being cool, like, single people? That'd be really fun. Or, like, I guess, like, a couple, but, like... A cool couple that adopts 14 cats? Yeah, like, just, like, yeah. Or, like, has a cow. I'd love if they, like, retired to a farm and just, like, made cheese or something. But, um... (laughs) But yeah, I think it's really hard for me to uh, deal with the age gap just because, well, baby girl was really difficult for me to get over. And then I still like, I just, I think of myself at 21 and I was like, no, not, not baby girl, Lana, my God. Um, But like little Lana is very different at 21 than she is at 32. And I can't imagine being in uh, a relationship (laughs) with, uh, and, and. Um, an older man at that age anyways that's me but that's clearly some people's kink right and just from browsing the goodreads each book deals with like a different kink or a different set of kinks so i think she was trying to appeal to a specific audience that audience just happens to not be us on that i think Mm -hmm. like i like ronan i enjoy him I don't enjoy Daisy being a little liar, liar, pants on fire. Yeah. It was just, I think, to add to the melodrama. This book did not have to have the mom be a former lover, in my opinion. I enjoy good girl. (laughs) I do not enjoy baby girl or little girl. Mm -hmm. Yeah, same though. Because I am not a little girl. I am five foot nine. (laughs) Did not enjoy the pregnancy. But I like Ronan. I like Ronan. And you know what? Like, personally, in my personal Mm -hmm. life... The youngest I go is two years younger, and the oldest I go is about six to seven years older. So, but this is fiction. They can do whatever they want. It's just the mom thing that I am having a hard time with. Yeah, I think for me, I like the tropes that they're going for, the age gap thing, the daddy baby girl stuff really wasn't my thing. But I still really got into like the relationship, the like tension, the banter the sex like all of that stuff I was really into and maybe that's just something you pick up more like when you actually read Mm it so like I liked the book but like the kinks probably like yeah really my thing do you think you'd enjoy it as much if he wasn't so rich no god no oh I wouldn't read it (laughs) (laughs) I've read one subboy book and I actually liked it well she wouldn't even have read the book I I think why I'm intrigued by age gap in um like erotic fiction is because it's like another form of power play like it's another form of power differential that needs to be negotiated in like sexual spaces and that's intriguing to me and I I I like how the author just from hearing about it I like how the author dealt with that with Ronan being like a really good guy and setting the boundaries and that kind of thing 
um, as yeah, the reader. Yeah, and I think I could get down with like an age gap thing. It was just, I think I'm too immature where I still think 55 seems old. So like, I think if he was like, if she was like 21 and he was like 45, like even that I would have been like, oh, he's like, what you, you want know, at 55 versus 21 is adult very different. Man. And she's like super young. Yeah. But like 55, like you're like, that's pushing seniorhood. I was going to say, by the time those kids are old enough to like be 20, he's going to be 70 some. Yeah. They're going to come into parent teacher interviews. And he's going to be like a little old man and she's going to still be super hot. And the kids are going to be like, please don't read too much into my friend's relationship because you're probably right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 100%. My mom just turned 40 and my dad is in his mid 70s. <laughs> yeah. I feel like even if if he if she was like 30 some and he was his age. Yeah. Yeah. In yeah. Book, it would have been. Fun. Yeah, that's true. That would have been. But. Weird. <laughs> Sorry, um, Lana just put but... in the chat. My dad fucked my grandma. <laughs> I assume she means those ages are the same. It is as if my dad no, fucked my grandma. No, the kids are going to be able and to not say in fact, my, dad my dad fucked, fucked my, my grandma. grandma. Oh, the kids are going to be yes. saying my dad fucked my grandma. That's true. I thought you just missed a word. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I'm having a hard time separating literal from fiction because age does have a power play and the younger person is always the victim in my opinion mm-hmm. yeah i feel that but not in this book in this book daisy not was in this book super Everything annoying and a liar i was liar. gonna say in this book in this book we got a whole 360 <laughs> that's true he is just a sweet nice person yeah who just wants love and to give everything so much that his kink is giving and oh, does he ever it. offer her butterscotch candies? <laughs> Ew. No, that would be funny. Uh, actually, no, he he doesn't because she keeps fainting. You're right. He she needs wouldn't faint to. If he, he had needs butterscotch to carry candies. candies on him. I feel like 55 is not as old as it used to be. Like with. No, I oh, agree. It's, it's not. Well, I used to think like 45 seemed really old, but now I feel like people's like young adulthood or like, you know, like that kind of thing like goes well into your 40s oh like, yeah, totally. yeah in the grand scheme of life 55 is not old but it is too old to date a 21 year old yeah like i feel like 20s and it's probably just like aging but i feel like you're so young in your 20s still yeah whereas like you when are. i was younger and even when i was in my 20s i felt you like i was so a old. full adult but like you're you're really not you're still developing you're still figuring yourself out your really brain you doesn't even fully get formed. that until yeah until your 30s i feel like your 30s and your 40s like i feel like 30 to 50 are like gonna be the best years. yeah i don't know though i mean oh. probably at 50 we're gonna be like wow 30 year olds are babies and we're just starting our life now yeah 100%. i'm sure i'm sure it is i'm trying to think i think the oldest that i've ever dated has been eight years Okay. I mean, yeah, that's, that's still like, difference. I, I was 21 too. So I think about it sometimes now and I'm like, mm. yeah, both in your 20s, you were but it is different. It is an age gap for sure. Yeah. The, it's like uh, the most owned, yeah. I've ever is 20, nope, 18 months. 18 <laughs> months older. It's a joke because I've dated one person and I married her. It's a good joke. It, it's just like, even at this age, like at 32, the idea of dating a 21-year-old, I'm like, no. Just because, again, it's just so, like, you're just at such different mindsets at 
21. Like, I just, like, there's so much more you can do at 21. I feel like I would be like, I don't know, holding that person back. But again, that's, that's just me. And I'm sure other people don't feel that way. But like, it, it was hard to get into this book it, for, for the age gap. It turns out age gap, not my kink. Also, the romantic leads using the nickname your father uses is, is not ideal. <laughs> yeah, also that. Yeah, also also the, the fucking of the mom. Like, that. we can't get over yeah, that. Yeah, no, was, I can't get weird. over the mom thing. You're saying yeah. Yeah, that, that, is a, that is a kink? Yeah, well, it sure seems like it. Like, all of the Goodreads reviews. It's more, it's a slightly more taboo thing, but, like, not quite incest. Incest is, like, definitely a thing. Like step siblings, oh, yeah, yeah. I think it kind of falls yeah. into that. Yeah, yeah. It just feels weird because she was. Well, I'm glad that she was dead, but like <laughs> at the same time, it feels weird that she was like. You know, it feels like such an unnecessary detail to put into this book. But mm-hmm. but if it's yeah, I, I mean, think, she has another one yeah. I think earlier in the series that is like step siblings. So clearly, she's like playing to a certain audience. She's into that, there you go. Step siblings, not oh, half but- siblings, okay. <laughs> <laughs> even step siblings is yeah no it's very um as some as someone who has step family what's that, what's no. that fucking movie cruel intentions it's very cruel intentions. cruel intentions and the one with share not like share the singer share the character um oh. alicia Silverstone. Oh, clueless. clueless there we go oh clueless yeah. i thought you meant share the singer too and i was like i have no idea <laughs> burlesque it's all it's full like circle <laughs> it's all burlesque <laughs> Yeah, like I would even say for myself, like twenty five is too young to think about, like for a Almost partner. Almost, yeah. Like, yeah, oh, for sure. But I say this as someone who, like, I don't know, I I feel mentally very young a lot of the time. Like, I feel like most of my friends are older, my partner's older. The idea of having like a an older person who's like a little more worldly and can kind of like look after you, I'm into that. I don't hate that. Like. You know, Michael's two years older yeah, than me, and if it was more, I like that it'd be they, cool. they did actually totally get that, yeah. fulfill that part in each other's lives. Like, yeah. even though like it seems kind of weird to like to mix that with sex, like that he was taking care of her. Yeah, like to and me, she the was, like, like caring part. Young and stuff, yeah. You know, I just realized I, yeah, I just realized I am a bit of a hypocrite with this because although I have Uh-oh. never dated a 21 year old, I sure have uh, done other stuff with a 21 year old <laughs> very recently. Okay. <laughs> like, very oh, no. recently? Am I a predator? You're not a predator. Oh, I might be a predator. <laughs> we might as well just call you a Lanarkie. <laughs> that is very and I wasn't funny. rich. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I, I didn't take him to Paris on my PJ. <laughs> Brought him home to the couch. I mean, that seems like a perfect note to end on. <laughs> All right, that's it for this week. Join us again next week as we dig into the history and trivia of this kink on our Kinkstry episode. See you next time.